0: No, we don't see the life in a nutshell ever. That will always. I got that now, okay. and I like how we laugh. But, okay, yeah. That's what it is for
1: Okay. Life in a nutshell. <laughs> With Tammy. Oh, and Leanne.
0: Welcome to podcast number three. Wow.
1: Episode Alrighty. three. Episode three. So All right. So I tried
0: to get our podcast on iTunes, but I think because we only have one episode, maybe that's why they didn't approve it. <laughs> Oh, you you need to have like enough content for them to actually put it up there. Yeah, I think maybe we need ten episodes, so we'll um, we'll get to work on that. So today we're going to talk about. Leanne is
1: going to start sharing. <laughs> you just picked me. She's. You should see her expression. She's like trying to look angelic right now. Yes, she actually has her hands in like prayer form. I'm praying that yeah. Leanne will say yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So I guess what we want to talk about today is why um, we were doing this in part, and I guess what our backgrounds are, and I guess why it's life in a nutshell. Um, so Tammy and I are both, um, I don't want to say, I was going to say survival, that's like ridiculous. We both have brain illnesses and have lived full, amazing, incredible lives. Uh, and we just want to share our lives with you and what it's like to, um, have mental illnesses and, um, survive in this crazy world. <laughs> Sorry. I feel yeah. like you could probably, Reality, okay, this is us. I have of a us. big golden retriever and she I have a who knows tiny poodle, cross, bichon, fuzzy Fuzzy, fuzzy puffball. puffball. Yeah.
0: Dog. You know, it's true. It's like part, part of our lives is having lots going on. In our brains, outside of us, and having to still maintain focus, (laughs) so this
1: is good. Yeah. You can just have to do it, too, along with us. (laughs) Yeah, so trying to keep up with us is maybe a bit, you know, this, this is a good, I feel like this is an opportunity for you to see what it's like to be inside the brains of people who are... Um, have mental illnesses, and the mm-hmm. thing is, I think you're going to find that maybe, some, for some of you, you're going to be like, huh, not so different from us, some of you may be like, wow, so different from us, and I guess that's, you know, that's okay, um, so yeah, this is kind of the journey that we're on, oh, I hate that, do word you think journey. anyone, yeah, we don't need to, we're not, let's have a new word for journey, so, this is just life, it's
0: just life, I think just life, life, I've been trying to change when we're doing our writing for our other work stuff that we do together, Because we do, we have a business. We do mentorships, and you know. Anyways, get into that later. Um, I yeah, I've been thinking every time I go to write journey, I'm like Leanne doesn't like the word journey. How can we? What word can we use instead?
1: Life or like just doing life? It is doing life. So we are doing life. So I let's just start. So I have bipolar disorder, disorder, um, (laughs) form formerly known as manic depression, which is. I love, kind of, I chuckle at that because, um, I don't know, it just, when you hear that word, it's like, it sounds, that word sounds really crazy. I just think
0: of Drew Barrymore.
1: That's like my mind, just
0: anytime someone says manic depression, I just think of that movie. Oh, really? And I think of like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. (laughs) So it's like.
1: So we have different versions of
0: it. (laughs) I don't think that bad like when you say one flow over the cuckoo's nest that's like bad like I think, but <laughs> well, I think you know, like, but that's kind
1: of well, that was the reality okay. like, years ago right? totally yeah yeah. So, yeah um speaking of that and this is a segue <laughs> but this is how it works so you know what actually I remember when I was first diagnosed which was it's going on 25 years now because I was, I was no, well, 22 years I was diagnosed when I was 25 years old um I had severe postpartum um it was psychosis to the point of almost psychosis after I had my first daughter. And that's when I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. But, anyways, I remember one of the first things that came to my mind, thank, thank, thank you to that movie and several others and a multi, multitude of books that I read, was I was so scared of having to go to, for ECT. Like, that oh, was yeah. like one of those things that I was like, I remember talking to my psychiatrist. And I was like, please, please promise me I'll never have to have the ECT. Yeah, like, like don't make me go. Yeah, don't make me go. Because I thought that was going to be the absolute worst thing that could ever possibly happen. Do they happen. do that still? They do, actually. Yeah, elec- is it electric? Electric, convulsive. Convulsive. Therapy, <coughs> like shock therapy. Yeah. So I, I guess, and I, I, I have heard that there is some success and it's not like what you would think it would be like what you would see in the movies, et cetera. I'm sure it's different now. But anyways, yeah, I'm not going to get into like the, the um, debate of that's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I remember that was one of the scariest things. That, and honestly, the other thing was, because I think I read this about some famous person, I can't remember if it was... Um, Marco was a Trudeau or one of those or some Hollywood actress that they had run naked in the streets. Yeah, so I, that yeah. was my other biggest fear was that some, at some point I was going to become manic. and <laughs> I was going to run <laughs> naked in the streets of Saskatoon. And I was like, wow, like that would be awful. A, because I, I didn't want anyone to see my body because right. I was like, you know, twenty five and hot and that's <laughs> gorgeous
0: and like nude. No, I'm yet. like,
1: yeah, no, because of course you have body body image issues. Yeah, again, another podcast. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so you know, like, but these are like those are the kind of weird thoughts that I remember Kate. first hit me when I was diagnosed.
0: Yeah, but I have a very similar one with the my I have I have two main ones. One is because I have so. I'm Tammy and I have, hello Tammy, and I have, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, I have, uh, I would say generalized anxiety disorder, um, panic disorder, I suppose would be agoraphobia is the other one, um, so
1: I now would be scared, okay, so, okay, so,
0: okay, okay, generalized anxiety disorder is essentially you just feel borderline anxious all the time so nausea um, heightened anxiety heightened awareness like those kinds of things all the time and then panic is when it when your body I mean my explanation of it would be you think you're gonna die so you're like basically you feel like you're having a heart attack you're gonna pass out yeah. you're gonna die, you're gonna die. Yes. for sure I have those feelings yeah you, when panic goes a long when you have, when you have bipolar, bipolar you get everything you, get it, you <laughs> get it all
1: you get it all I just have a piece no, of like it it's like a buffet and you get a- <laughs> You get a little bit of a little of bit a, of me. you get paranoia, delusions, yeah. you get your you know, like big winners. Like
0: yeah, you went yeah. you won it all. Grand prize. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Way to go. High yeah. five. We yeah. go. Um so agoraphobia, what happens with agoraphobia is anywhere you've had a panic attack, you do not want to go back there. So pretty soon you're in your bed. Yeah. And if you've and I you had panic there, attacks yeah. in my bed, so good luck. <laughs> like I'm like in a chair in my room with padded walls. I don't know. I felt like that would have been a good idea at the time. But then people were like, no, you have to get out and like experience life. And um, so I had to push myself. But essentially to do anything, I remember this one time when I went out for a walk. I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I can do this. I've been like alone in my house for like almost two or three months at this point. My boyfriend, husband, boyfriend at the time, husband now would come home and I would like have him as intern to interact with. But otherwise it was me. But um and Tulip, my cat. Tulip my cat. Oh,
1: that's a good name for a cat.
0: Tulip? Yeah, I have so many things coming to mind right now. Like nobody would visit me because I was sick at home with mental illness and nobody knew. I what didn't that meant. know you then, so
1: I, I just want to quantify that because I didn't show me that. Because I Because become. people will think that and that Yeah, is yeah. And not they'll be like, oh, what's
0: wrong with your friend? We met after I left, started leaving my house again. Yes, that's when we met. Yes,
1: we met fifteen after. years ago. 16 years ago. Like. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I was 25 and this really was mainly going on when I was like 23. Yeah. 22, 23. Um, but I, so I, I left the house to go for a walk. <laughs> and I was like, I can do it. I can walk around the block. I can do it. So I get going and then I get like, there's this point for me. It's the point of no return yep. where you're committed. Yeah. So I get to that point. I turn around and I run in my head. I'm screaming. I wasn't screaming. All the way back to the house, like could not get past the point because then what? So I—it's like fear... it was the
1: edge of the earth. It was like you were yeah. going to fall into an abyss yeah. or something. You... You're
0: yeah. so afraid of what then? What's going to happen then? And so I would just avoid that. I mean, I still definitely even medicated and like with lots of cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy and lots of prayer and meditation and all these healthy things I do now I'm still like I do not want to get to that point again so you know going on planes because I'd be scared I'd run up and down the aisle screaming I was like I'm sure I'm gonna <laughs> I'm convinced if I go on the plane
1: and it or would like always be like a bride's be,
0: brain, hello stove that's what one of my up drinking st- at that st- st- time <laughs> <help>? yeah hello. <laughs>
1: I That's like my fantasy. Uh, so, those
0: fears of like running naked. Oh, yeah. Me, was like running around my car, like in circles, screaming. It was always
1: screaming and running. Me, it was always like naked or like doing something that was so <laughs> absurd that for some reason I would think it would end up on the front page of our newspaper. Like who cares about like, crazy ladies? Yeah, like that was like a thing. Like, oh, I'm going to end up on the front page of the newspaper oh, yeah. because I've done some manic... Crazy, yeah, like wild thing, and yeah. I don't know. I'm not that famous, so I have no, no. idea why anyone <laughs> would ever. Nobody, and like, there's no. never been naked people running around no. the streets at night. So I'm sure that that wouldn't be he, like, odd. there have been people, I'm people sure. it, but they
0: don't put it on the front page
1: of the that's newspaper. That's what I, but in my yes. mind, this all sort of built yeah. into this, like, fear. and Because it'll happen to us, because
0: we're so important. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm so
1: famous. <laughs> that's but
0: that's what, what we, we all think. Right. How it right. is too, is that? How it is with people with mental illness, too? It's, like, all about us. Yeah. Mm, oh, one. sorry. I've just, yeah, I've thrown this as new, new content. Hey.
1: Could be, could be, maybe we're because so, it's so like so so inner focused self. Not, I don't want to say self absorbed, but it, our world is so small sometimes. Well, I think partially you have to think that when you have a brain illness, it's in your brain.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, those are profound words, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did brain. you know that when you have a brain illness, it's in it's your in brain. brain. Sort of affects the way you think. Think, think. what? what? Like explosions. I know. We've just made this huge scientific discovery. They're going to be calling us. I'm just glad
0: that we made it on here publicly so that people can't all of a sudden make it and say they came up with it. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: We obviously did.
0: So, Um, okay. Tell us more, Leanne. What else happened?
1: Well, so I have bipolar disorder 2, it's considered. So that's the one that is the less, I guess, difficult to treat because I have technically... Not had um, psychotic episode. I've had a psychotic episode, but it was drug induced because I was put on antidepressants before I was diagnosed. Therefore, the antidepressants made me go manic and have a psychotic break. Um, so I've generally only had hypomania, and then, but I've also suffered from uh, quite severe depression. So my illness, it manifested itself as hypomania through all of my, like university. It was quite helpful in university. Great. I have to say, you know, <laughs> I could go weeks, like months, without really sleeping a lot, and I, you know, was able to get a lot accomplished. Which this is the interesting part, and I mean, this we could talk about this, and we probably will because I guess we yeah. have a podcast. So we could talk. Yeah, about we could talk about this like. But it's interesting much as you about, um, and, you and have maybe we could them. talk about this at some other time but um i feel like people with um hypomania are often uh rewarded by society because like i was that person who could work you know 16 hours a day sleep three hours and repeat like repeat and repeat and i didn't have to take like you know benzodiazepines like a lot of the people who you know are out there now i hear i you Does know, that keep them from that's doing like that? uppers? Oh, that's uppers. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't need uppers. No, like I need downers because yeah. I, I. So, anyways, now I'm, I'm medicated, so I have to take literally uppers and downers and all arounders, <laughs> to keep me, sort of, on an even keel. But, um, yeah. So, um, initially, my disease manifested itself with a lot more mania, and then when I actually hit university and started writing finals and midterms. My first experience with depression, but I didn't really know. I thought it was just like, oh, it's just so overwhelming to be at university writing finals. And I'm from a small town and I moved to a big city, and it was just so, you know, so you think it's situational. Um, but then, uh, as you know, after I had my daughter and I had this really severe postpartum, and I became suicidal, and you talk about the, you know, you with this um, panic attacks. Yeah. So I started to have panic attacks, and it was every time I drove on Circle Drive Bridge. I just didn't drive on Circle Drive Bridge. Right, but this, for me, this is how my brain worked, is that I had to drive there every day to go to work. I was teaching at the time, and so I would drive to, I had to get to where the school I was at, I had to drive on Circle Drive there and back. I mean, I could have went different ways, but in my There's mind... There's not really a lot of other options here in Saskatoon. Well, I could have taken, didn't. like, University Bridge, or I could have oh, right. taken right, I done that. Yeah. Right. I took what, Victoria. I think that's what, I, what most people would have done, but because in my mind, it was something I had to overcome. Yeah. That So I would drive every day, twice a day, having severe panic attacks, thinking that somehow if I kept pushing myself...
0: Okay, but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you the thing. That's what they tell you to do.
1: Yeah, the it's only like exposure way, therapy almost. The only way
0: through to get over panic it is through it.
1: But it not when you are in a place that I was at. No. Because because it actually then I became suicidal. Because, yeah, because all I could think about was driving off the bridge. Yeah, every
0: I can, day. here's the thing. That like I have had moments where I've been like I don't know if I wanna talk about that on this episode. I'm not going to, but just all I'll say is moments where that idea does not sound so bad. The idea can sound really okay and peaceful.
1: And I think that's one of the reasons we want to talk about it is that there needs to be more conversation around the idea that just because you have these thoughts it does not mean that you need to act on them we are both here and we are both healthy and we have gone on to live very okay yeah successful and very full lives
0: but we need to not 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 we i know we don't but i think people in like in general public needs to not judge when a woman does commit suicide because of mental illness that is okay and i'm going to change that right now it's not commit suicide no it is die by suicide suicide. and I'm sorry I said that but I think that's also good that I said that because people need to know that it's not commit suicide it's die by suicide because it's not something we are committed for it's not an illegal act it's not like something it's something that happens to us as a result of a disease that we have because like because of our mental illness we have a disease and then that's just like when you have cancer, you can die. When you have mental illness, you can die. And it's not. So I think the shame surrounding that makes me not even want to be open about, you know, even the fact that, like, you're so brave, on to talk about having thoughts of suicide. That's really hard for people to do because people are so just quick snap judgments around people who have died of, by suicide.
1: It's really hard to share. Oh, I mean, it's... The misconceptions around that are huge. And I think that could be, again, another episode, right? I'm taking notes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tabby's writing notes. I feel like it's, and it's one of those subjects that, you know, it's it's really tricky because you want, it needs to be talked about. And people have to understand it has been part of our experience. and that if you aren't allowed to talk about it then or feel like you said the shame or mm-hmm. that you can't talk about it, then when people need to talk about it, they, they feel like they can't. No, and they that is the worst thing that you can do to someone. Um, like I said earlier, I have suffered, suffered through at least six major depressions and obviously along with depression, um, Come comes, um, you know, if you get deep enough into the depression, that is part of that. Yeah. Thoughts uh, of suicide, definitely. of course, and I'm um, considerations, thinking about ideations. How? you know, like where how. it becomes, um, it seems to be a viable option.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that quite quickly it can seem like a viable option. Well, Sorry. and I'm known as what's called a rapid cycler, so I can cycle very quickly from highs to lows, mm-hmm. and um, and very deep lows, and so that is, uh, so when I ha- there is some difficulty in treating me, so I have had a lot of med changes over my time, and there are times where I did not take very good care of myself, and I was, uh, I had a job, I ran my own business that was extremely stressful and involved a lot of travel, and I I didn't um, always take care of my health I didn't properly, I didn't sleep enough, I, you know, there was a lot of things that contributed to um, my mental unwellness. So, um, yeah, that was part of what has happened to me. And I, you know, I think part of what we're doing here is that we want people to know it's okay. It's just, it's, it's, it's part of who we are and part of who millions of people are. Yeah, and if we can start conversations, if this starts one conversation, mm-hmm. then you know what, this is, this is what is, this is what it's all about. Yeah, if it makes one person feel like they can open up about either having thoughts of suicide or suffering, or feeling heavier. like you know what, hey, I can actually tell my friends. Yeah, I can tell my partner. I can tell my co-workers that hey I need to take a day off I'm yes I have a mental illness and I'm not feeling well today I would be like wow I want a different world for my kids yeah. I don't want the world where I'm for I'm gonna pay my birthdays in two weeks I'm gonna be 48 and I pause every time I think about telling someone or sharing that I have a brain illness I don't want that. I want it to be just as acceptable as saying, you know, I have a heart condition. I am a diabetic. That's the world I would love to see. And I think, how is it going to work? Because I have a lot of friends who right
0: now, in this very right now, will say that it's not a valid excuse to miss a day of work. Or
1: they can't count on that person. Or how do we deal with, well, that, that would be like saying, I'm a diabetic, so my blood sugars may be off to, you know, I something yeah. could happen, so you may not be able to, I may not be able to go into work. How is that any less valid than saying, um, you know, I am struggling, I can't get out of bed this morning because, you know, I am... In a depression mm-hmm.
0: and I think you're right and I think the problem that comes up is that people say it's all in your head well it is all in your head <laughs> right and you're like Actually, you're right 100% it it's just all in like head. it's
1: all in your heart or it's all in your whatever kidneys or whatever part of your body is being affected by whatever totally Disease you yeah. have, it is in my head. And you know what's interesting for, for my illness? Sorry, what were you going to say? No, that? go ahead. Okay,
0: is that if I could just say to someone, I'm suffering, my, to my boss, I'm actually suffering right now, or a coworker, my mental illness is acting up right now and I don't feel well, I'm actually going to be okay then. I, with anxiety and panic, yeah. if you can just tell someone, then, you, then it kind of takes it away. It just like can dissipate because you feel unashamed, you're not embarrassed. If it happens, it's okay. Someone's got your back they can walk you through it. They know what's going on. So if you need to go into the bathroom or go into the back room and take some breaths and breathe or whatever you need to do, they'll cover you. I would have been fine. I could function in an environment like that.
1: For sure. The exactly. difference
0: between having to take the day off or yeah. being able to be in an environment
1: that's healthy for me. Exactly. And I think, and for me, to be honest, nobody worked harder than me. I ran a small business. I went through yeah. six depression. I would say I probably... <laughs> I probably mm. over and, and to my detriment. I over I pretended that I didn't have a mental illness you and I did overcompensated. It. I overcompensated. Like mm-hmm. I did not miss work. I ran a business. I was self-employed. I I never I would I w I don't wanna say never, but I rarely when I was first diagnosed and I was and I had to be because my daughter was a year old, I had to take, I took two weeks off work well and I had to because I was like heavily sedated that's a whole of that, that would oh, be a oh heavily sedation heavy sedation is I was like topic. heavily sedated heavily well sedated. that that whole episode because my parents had to come and get me and then I had oh to yeah and I had to do and that's like a, that's a funny one okay. um that whole experience at the hospital I mean it's funny in retrospect I guess some people would be like wow but anyways for that, some of you who are going through this right at this moment yeah, it would be but, but you it's, will it's, one
0: day look back yeah and because it was
1: quite it, it's actually kind of so parts of it, I look back and I'm shaking my head and going, "Wow, that was, yeah, the things that I it involved moving vehicles and myself and, and yeah, well, it, it, it would be worth it. We'll talk about that." Yeah. So um, I took two weeks off. That's it. I think that's in my entirety. I can honestly say I took two weeks off work because of my uh, bipolar disorder. I, I, I refused to allow my mental get in the way of my work but I paid for it in in how how it affected me and how much sicker I was or how I could have gotten help earlier or I refused to recognize signs and symptoms of my depression because I was like I don't have time for it because it's not—it wasn't acceptable. If it would have been more acceptable for me to, you know, if I wouldn't have felt so much shame and saying I, I need to go and take a week off and stay at home, you know, get myself healthy, do some med adjustments, get some rest. I, you know, they think it may not have dragged on for four or five months. So right. I, it was, it, and that's, I mean. Would my employer have reacted differently or my coworkers? I don't know. It, but it was there was a lot of shame. This was still 20 years ago when we didn't mm-hmm. talk about mental health. When we
0: didn't know what was going on. I can remember being so sick at my first job 20 years ago um, out of high school. Moved right up, worked for that lady who had multiple sclerosis and I was her caregiver. That was insane. I can't believe my parents let me do that. I totally blame them for that. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm so bullheaded. Kidding, but not. <laughs> I'm, like, so bullheaded. They couldn't stop me from doing anything I put my mind to anyways. But um, I would lay, when she would have nap time, and I would, like, lay on the carpet in her room and be like, what is wrong with me? Just lay, like, starfish, you know, on the carpet in her living room. No one was there, and I would just be like, what is wrong with me? And I would... You know, I'd call my dad, and I'd be like, Dad, there's something wrong with me. But we didn't know. We did not know at that point mm-hmm. that it was a brain illness. We did not know that. So we'd go to the doctor, and, oh, I think she's fine. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Great, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Okay, so carry on. I'm fine. They yeah. just said I was fine, so I must be fine. And, I mean, that worked for a while. It worked for, like, a few days. Not, like, a long time, but a few days. <laughs> like, maybe a few hours. And then... But then it would come back, and I couldn't drive. Driving was such a big thing for me, and I had such shame around that because I was so scared they were going to take away my license. Ah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I could only make it – I'd just try to make it from telephone pole to telephone pole if I was driving, so I'd be like, okay, in here, I just need to make it to that next telephone pole. Make it next one, next one. And that, like, got me through. That got it's me.
1: amazing the like the like how we adapt the things that we learn to do – Just to get through. I remember for me when I would, when my depressions would set in, for me, I I knew if I could, so I'd get up and I'd shower and then I would sit on my bed and if I could just figure out what to wear and I would cry and just cry and I would just look at my closet and i I'm in the fa- I was in the fashion industry, so you can imagine. Some of you are probably sitting out there, well, like just buy like one black shirt and one white shirt and a pair of pants. and like I was in the fashion industry, so I have like a lot of clothes. So I would just be like, I'd cry and I'd cry and I'd be like, just make a decision, figure out what to wear. And if I could just figure out what to wear, I could get through the day. But it would take me 10 minutes, sometimes 15, 20, half an hour to figure out what to wear but if i could just figure out what to wear then that was like in my mind i could make it through the day that was my like telephone pole that was my like yeah that was my and thing it's so funny how we, i like, could just as long as i could figure out what to wear i could like then i could go to work and make all these decisions like yeah. i'm running a business and but and then when i would i come home the interesting part is for me is i would work whatever 8 10 12 hours come home, and then I was, like, non-functioning. Yeah. I could just... Yeah. If I could hold it together, that... And then I'd come home, and I could... I was just, like... I
0: how was did you barely
1: coherent. do
0: that? Because I think of my life right now. I feel like I'm right... I'm one year into this new business, and I'm trying to, you know, t- do lots of self-care. I'm trying to listen to what you tell me to do so that I maintain my sanity. And, um... I... Ca- like, I... You know, if I come home and I'm, like, not functioning, it's, like, not okay with, like, my husband or my family. Mm-hmm. So I really have to, I can't do that anymore. And now I've had to pull really away from work a lot, be quite open about my mental my brain illness, on, you know, my work feed and all that Instagram and all that kind of stuff because I need people to know so that they understand why I'm maybe disappearing so it's not about them. It's not, like, their fault or disappointing people. I'm fearful of all those kinds of things. So with my family, I, I, I don't... I need to be functioning for them so I'm pulling back from work how the hell can we just run a business and be a good wife and mother
1: ah uh, that's a really good question I well I didn't do it well <laughs> <laughs> I ran my business great, very, well I ran my business very successfully I I think I I mean my kids would probably tell you I was a, I think I was a really great mom. You were such I, a consistent
0: mom considering.
1: Yeah, I I suffered. I you my I suffered. I suffered, no suffered. I suffered okay. significantly. My yeah. marriage, my husband would probably say suffered because I didn't have a lot left. I had nothing left for him sure. for our relationship. Yeah. And I mean you can attest to the fact that not once did you know I was in a depression until after the depression. So annoying. So I like, didn't. I've been having
0: such a hard time. I was like, what for the last like how long? You could so you I know, cl- like tell I, us. So tell I shut
1: down. So I would. Sh- I just would shut. I mean, I learned. Yeah, like I, I would tell. shut myself down mm-hmm. in every in every way that I could, and just I did every everything that was probably as unhealthy as could be for many years to just keep myself. Like I'm extremely driven Mm -hmm. and extremely Mm -hmm. stubborn. Like those are two very, and in the business world, those are really, really useful. Yeah. And very, very unhealthy on a personal level. Like very. Yeah. but And which I guess is why I'm where I am now, where I've been home for mm-hmm. the last two years um, recuperating from a physical yeah health issue not related to my mental well, health, maybe, yes, no I don't know mm-hmm. um, because my body couldn't sustain yeah. what I had been doing to it for the last I don't know how many years mm-hmm. and so I've had to completely change how I live my life, now it's 90% self-care. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. that's why I am very passionate about, you know, speaking. I've never publicly spoken about my mental illness until what? this year. Yeah. 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 2019. Yeah. I was like a few months ago. And so now I'm super passionate about it because I believe that you can't live. I feel like I was like living underwater for years where I was only showing like a little piece of myself and I was keeping the rest of myself underwater. Mm. So I was kind of like I think I was just the image of myself like with my head above water but actually it was only my feet that you could (gasps) see. I was gonna say your feet. It was just my feet and the rest of me was underwater.
0: Yes that's Leanne that's exactly what was going through. Yeah because
1: I initially had the image of like oh I was like but no, my head was never above water. Everything, my head, my heart, all you could, because it's funny, because I was in the footwear business, know. Guys, so all you could see yeah. was, was, I It was like sold shoes. below your knees. Yeah, so that was you could it. always see my feet and the sort of like, what I wanted you to, to see, but very rarely did you ever get to see what what I was really all about. And it's that's so interesting that you focused on footwear.
0: Yeah, isn't it? It's also interesting too, though, because... Feet are the most important, in a sense, because everything, all the nerves end in the feet. Yes, and, and, they there's can, all those and, they, and
1: that's what you balance. You
0: balance on,
1: yeah. So, yeah, you, wow, we could go wow. into, like, a whole thing about that.
0: But we're, we're not going to say, we're actually going to stop. Yes.
1: Man, we could just talk forever. It's, it's so funny, because when Tammy got here, we were like, what should we talk about today on the podcast? And then it's like... I, why we would ever doubt that we would have things to talk about. I'm like, we could talk, we could sit here for 24 hours and then we'd be like, wow, I guess we should stop talking and get some like something to drink and eat. Yeah, and you go back to
0: episode one where we talk about the trip we didn't go on. Yeah. We, we went to the cabin for three days and I don't think we stopped talking the entire time. <laughs> we had, I, had I was like, wow, it. we have so much content inside of us. We're just like content queens. <laughs> Means of content. Okay, thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon. Talk soon. Hail, you nuts out there. Don't stay locked up in that shell of yours. Crack it open.